What is Mick's reaction to finding out that Fabian? Wait, did Mara and Fabian? Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Today, we have a very special surprise bonus episode. We are joined by two guests today. We have Bobby Lockwood and Alex Sawyer. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, so I guess first of all, um, we want to say congratulations, I guess, because it's officially been 10 years since the first episode of House of Anubis aired. So Madness. Absolute madness. <laughs> yeah. Exciting madness. Um, <laughs> Did you guys think the fans would still be out here 10 years later? I mean, I don't think we ever thought. I mean, I personally, I just never thought 10 years ahead. I think a lot of that time period was very much living in the moment, like enjoying every day. Um, and it's just, it's really nice. It's really nice to know that something that you've done, especially something that we enjoyed so much as well, something that we put a lot of our time and energy into and, and just fun um, is, is enjoyed by the people. Um, yeah. It's very rare that happens, so it's, I'm honoured. It feels... Because of the uh, the time period it was as well. I mean, because we were, well, we were like, we were teenagers. And now, yeah, I guess, youngest. sort of being, Alex and I were the youngest, I guess. But now, apparently, being adults, it's actually crazy to look back and be like, oh, wow, that was a thing we did. And, like, it's crazy that, I mean, we're here now still talking about it. That is, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. Awesome. So where do you guys think your characters would be in 2021? Mick would still be in Australia. Heartbroken. <laughs> Doing well? Oh my god. Well, he, I don't know. I, I, he'd probably be a, some like, I reckon he'll be like uh, Instagram PT or something. Personal trainer. <laughs> trying to just, I don't know, curls for the girls yeah, or something. Yeah. I'd like to think that Alfie's going to stayed in the kind of conspiracy theory zone enough that he hasn't gone completely insane. Um, like he's kind of like still doing all the alien stuff, but without the kind of like political ramifications of it. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, <laughs> he's like crossing that fine line. Um, do you reckon yeah. Alfie would be like an anti-vaxxer? Do you reckon now in the pandemic he'd be like, guys, oh, you should do your thing. I started talking and I was like, oh my god, please don't tell me Alfie's going to become like you. No, <laughs> no. I can't, can I rule it out? He's definitely not. The conspiracy theories that Alfie was into were the exciting ones about aliens in Area Fifty One, yeah. um, which I'm sure he still spends all his time researching. Yeah. You think Alfie like went to Area Fifty One whenever? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He was the he was the guy doing the Naruto run in the background. That was him. That was Alfie. I'm making that canon now. <laughs> I don't have the authority to make it canon, but I'm making it canon. Come at me. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I can totally see that. <laughs> do you think they'd still be with like their? Well, I guess Mick got dumped. Um, but do you think they would still be with like their high school sweethearts? I think so. I think I think um, Al- uh, Alfie and. <laughs> Sorry, Willow and Alfie. I don't tell Lou. I totally forgot the character's name for a second. <laughs> but Alfie and Louisa, um, Alfie and Willow, um, they would still be together. I think they're two people who like they grow a lot. They learn from each other's mistakes and from their own mistakes and grow for each other and care about each other. All that. And they're still making it work. That's cute. Little weirdos. <laughs> you know, they could go steal Mara back from Fabian. It's fine. I believe in him. <laughs> okay, wait. So, Mick and Fabian are friends, so do you think Mick's mad about it? <laughs> That's a very good point, because as far as we know, Mick doesn't know about that. Like, when, what is Mick's reaction to finding out that Fabian's Wait, out? did Mara and Fabian? Yes! <laughs> yeah, at the end. Is that a thing? Bob, Bob, did you not watch the finale of House of Anubis? They guessed did... the movie! Wait, whether I watched it or not, it's by the by. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> a very long time ago. 
That's cold. Uh, wait, did Mara and Fabian actually end up... I t- it kind of came out of nowhere, but yeah. <laughs> right then. I just, you know, I feel more, I feel worse for Mick every day. I think he's just, he's just out there trying to do good stuff and he's just getting his heart broken left, right and centre being betrayed by his pals and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's living up in Australia. I'm sure he's having a great time. Did Mick ever, was, did Mick ever do anything wrong? Was he ever a bad guy to anyone? I can't remember now. No. Um, kind of, uh, he tried to rig the election in season one, like the student election, but it was like for Mara, so. Oh, everyone always tried to. Oh, I was going to say he was kind of like oblivious and thought that giving the same bracelet to his girlfriend and then the random girl that was tutoring him was a good idea. But like, <laughs> I don't think Mick was trying to be mean. I think he was. No, he tried to like beat up Alfie a couple times. I think, <laughs> but <anyways. laughs> uh, yeah, but then at the same time, I think like Mick's what, 15? I, I know 25 yeah. years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's got it in his. Uh, in his like capacity to actually want to be mean to anyone. I think he just maybe doesn't think things through yeah. and then it might not have the best consequences, but I don't think he, I think there's not really a spiteful bone in his body. I don't think. No. Nah. I, I feel like all the characters, you guys' characters are probably two of the nicest. <laughs> I would say. I'll take, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say you know, so. They weren't written like that, but we're just such nice guys. They, had <laughs> they weren't written. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go the complete opposite way um, then and be no, like... No, they're really lovely. And it's like... Oh, no! Alfie and Mick! Alfie's <laughs> like... This... <laughs> Alfie's like this doormat for season one. And I think that kind of plays into it a lot. That's fair. And, you know, props to him for not kind of becoming spiteful about that. He's a, he's a really lovely guy. I'd hang out with him. That's something I brought up once before. And I was like, Alfie probably goes... It's one of the more traumatized characters throughout the series. And oh, he, never, yeah. like, he never lets that hurt him. He's always, like, willing to help his friends. He's willing to go to the bat for them. He's always so kind. And, like, he never lets, like, what happens to him affect how he treats people. Yeah. Even when he's getting, like, screwed over by his friends. Yeah, he's a a role model. He's a role model for the people. Oh, go Alfie. Um, But it's interesting. I think, like, (laughs) (laughs) I do love, like, looking back at old shows. You know how, like, a lot of old shows, kind of, the characters are very tropey, like, very kind of stereotypical, like, you know, you try and especially when you start a show, start with um, these strong uh, tropes in the characters and then you let them evolve naturally, which I think Anubis did really well. Um, I definitely felt the writing started to kind of adapt to where we were at. Um, But I love the idea of, you know, we talk about like trauma and Alfie and all that kind of thing of like, as you know, if we were ever to do anything more with it, I do love the idea of like, examining things that you don't think about when you're trying to write like comedy things like oh you know well Jerome uses Alfie as a fool guy and it's like okay well how did that affect Alfie how does that how is that made what's he like as an adult because of that because that's something I think like when through like the 80s 90s early 2000s we had all these tropes we never really thought about it whereas I think tv now really leans into okay well how are these characters actually affected by these circumstances they're put in see it's interesting you brought that up because there's a season one episode and it's where it's when Patricia's like seeing Rufus around and she's hiding in the laundry room and then Alfie goes to comfort her, and, like, she's sitting, like, in a corner, like, between two cabinets or something, which is, like, an anxiety thing to, like, kind of close yourself off and put yourself mm. in small places. And I think, like, watching, rewatching this show now as an adult and catching, like, these things that were probably not done as on purpose is, like, oh, that's something, like, you do when you're anxious, or that's something you do, like, mm. like when you're being traumatized. It's kind of just interesting. Yeah, it's like it kind of normalizes that kind of... Thing and makes people I guess feel less and, and I guess that may have been like a pull for fans of the show is like feeling seen in that way I guess yeah for sure didn't Patricia she got kidnapped right by Rufus yes. yeah 
didn't everyone get kidnapped at some point? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Joey was initially kidnapped. Um, yeah, watching it again, we were like, wow, this is really, this is really happening on a children's show. <laughs> yeah. we didn't... You know, but this was really funny. I remember like, we'd, we'd be allowed to do certain things, but like not allowed to do certain things. I remember really early on, I don't know what I'm about to say, but anyway, um, there was a version of the show um, where I think, I think it's Amber hypnotizes Alfie by like, was it Alfie? It was one A character by waving yeah. like a bra in front of him. It was oh. supposed to be like in the script originally and then it got cut because um, it was too, like, you know, risque or something for a kid's show, which, you know, I kind of get. I think, you know, other Nickelodeon shows are allowed to do stuff, but whatever. Um, but at the same time, you had Nick was what? Like, there's the rumour Mick was cheating with his teacher, and I'm like, how was that allowed? <laughs> where are the lines for the senses? Yeah, for sure. Were there any other moments where they had to be kind of, like, dialed back because it was a Nickelodeon show? Well, Mick's, Mick's reaction was, because we had a hard chat about it, obviously he comes mm. back and he sees... Mara and Jerome like kiss and I was his phone back around half the world and initially we was planning we got like angry and they were like no we just need you to sort of accept it it needs to be okay and I was like what <laughs> this doesn't make sense <laughs> but that um and that's so then it was just this kind of nod and walk away and I can't remember which is when we decided like, I guess like wait I'm just you, it was it was, it was it, I can't remember it was was it you or Brad or someone was like sort of pats me on the back and we kind of walk off just kind of going oh well that was me I, I should have seen it coming like what <laughs> but yeah, we couldn't be because wasn't there a set amount of like physic like any kind of physical contact? There was that we were we had to limit the amount of um, like hits or something. There's like a set number you're allowed. Oh, yeah, yeah, like we were, we wanted to like hug a lot of times. Like good things would happen, but we had to like high five a lot. There was a lot of high fiving on Nickelodeon at the time. Oh, um, they didn't want a lot of. Laura, this is why you never got the Petrelfi hug. Wait, oh yeah, because I was like, Patricia and Alfie are best friends. Why did they never hug? Do you know what? Jade would never let me hug her in real life anyway. So I don't know if that was a quick thing. Like, and that's nothing like me and Jade are very close, but like not a, not a physical contact person. Well, we'll just pretend that's the same. Patricia's like, no. <laughs> See, that's what I mean by like, you start writing for carrots and they eventually turn into the actors you're playing them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm curious, what was the set like? Because it seemed really huge and there was like all these parts to it. Was it a really cool set to be like kind of able to play on? I mean, it was. It was I mean, that's exactly how I'd describe it. It was huge and there were so many different pieces to it. It was, it was, I think someone said early on, I don't know how true this is, I don't know if it's true anymore, but it was Nickelodeon's biggest set ever oh, at wow. one point, I think. Um, and it was, it was huge. We were in this massive warehouse in um, Speak uh, near Liverpool and it felt so much like a playground, I think, because, you know, the crew were always really fun and the cast were good. Not like, and, you know, I think it was such a, like, low-key playground. It wasn't like this, like, high-key, like, super high-budget playground that I think maybe, like, goes to people's minds. But, like, everyone, we didn't, especially season one, we didn't know the scope of what we were doing. And I think, I, I remember a moment, like, we'd, we'd done the season. It was really exciting for me. I was still, like, doing, like, for the last few years of school. Bob, I think you just finished school. I can't remember now. But, like, yeah. it's... We we'd done this whole season for I think three months, and then it wasn't until the next year. So that was two thousand. Show ahead, two thousand eleven, right? So it would have been two thousand ten. So it was two thousand eleven in February or March. We went to the Kids Choice Awards, and I remember being in. You know, it's like it, they say it's a limo. It's not like a stretch limo, but it's like a big black car. You know, like it's cool yeah. car. And um, they were driving us to the Kids' Choice Awards, like, pre-party. And we were, like, going to go and, like, meet everyone. And it was really, really exciting. Anyway, for me, I was just like, oh, my God, Jack Black toasting the Kids' Choice I was just buzzing. Because, um, like, my childhood dream I never thought I'd achieve. And then 
the guy, the driver was like, okay, if it gets overwhelming, you just go to the VIP area and you find me. And it's like, what? Why would it be overwhelming? We're just going like, what? And then we get there and we're like these floods of kids and like execs and people. And we're like, we're signing autographs in the sea of people. And we just, that was, I think was for me at least was the first moment I ever realized, oh my God, we're on a TV show. <laughs> we weren't just like messing about for like three months in a warehouse for no reason. That was a nice moment. That's, that's really awesome. But Alex is, was bang on. It was, it was weird to, um, suddenly experienced like that because we didn't it, there wasn't over here i didn't really experience that i'd never really experienced that before and then to suddenly you know you film this thing away in liverpool like away from like friends and family and then something like that happens and you're like there's just a complete they feel like quite extremes i think sometimes people imagine that being on a tv show is like crazy when most of the time it's not and then you have moments where you do stuff like that and it is a bit bizarre Life just feels normal until you look back on it and you're like, oh, okay, that was actually quite a unique experience. Yeah, definitely. So kind of to expose ourselves here. So we, um, (laughs) while we were watching, while the show aired, we were all like teenagers and we were very involved online in like the internet fandom. How aware were you guys of like some of the antics that went on like with the fans online? (laughs) Uh, very. <laughs> oh, no. You were probably more aware than I was of stuff that was happening. I would assume. Yeah, that was. I um. I don't know how. I mean, like, Anubis is the first big thing. Was the first thing I'd ever done, and um, I I I became very aware of like the kind of Twitter sphere, and like, I I remember being in like the green room and being like, "Hey, everyone, you need to like delete every profile you have for everything because they're going to find out everything we do and like." <sighs> stuff like that and like oh everyone get on like that's sending everyone like tumblr links and like oh, no. even, even i think at one point the writing team became aware of like uh stuff on like tumblr and all that and look at the hamburger house when it was tumblr tag um so there was there we I, I, more than anyone else i think i was aware of it <laughs> very aware of um and as well as like i remember nickelodeon had this um fan like their website fan forums as well and I always do remember seeing that House of Anubis had like the most posts, that more. But it wasn't like the most successful show by any means on Nickelodeon, but it did have the most forum posts. Yeah, that's cool. Really Got to discuss really the fun. theory somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> so something we like to talk about sometimes are like hot takes or like unpopular opinions about things that happened on the show or to characters. Do you guys have any like hot takes? I mean, personally, for Alfie, I was a fan of everything that happened with Alfie. Um, what what are you guys' hot takes? I want to have opinions on your hot takes. Uh, well, for an example, we so we had Brad came on back in the summer, and he his hot take was that he uh, he thought Fabian should have ended up with Joy and not Nina, so he like oh, ruined yeah. a bunch of childhoods. It was really funny. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like his big hot take. Of course, <laughs> I, I I I I feel like Fabian and Nina were just. I, do you know what I think it is? And I I do question what those characters had in common because yeah, Fabian yeah. And, and Mara had you know science and all that and whatever. But like Fabian and Nina was always quite like, hey, you two are, you know, one of you's male, one of you's female. This is a heteronormative <laughs> society. Yeah, come on. Honestly, yeah. Do the thing. <laughs> so I, I do agree with that take. I, I mean, I, I love the storyline. I liked Alfie and Amber, and I liked the ending how it did. I liked the Willow storyline. I do think, you know, Mick, Mick not putting up more of a fight that annoyed me. I think, yeah. I think the world agrees on that. Yeah. Um, that's no, that's the thing. That's not an unpopular opinion. I can't remember why Jerome and did Jerome and Joy get together on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not too sure why that happened. I think they were reading our Tumblr post. Yeah, because <laughs> Brenna as a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> magically, all the fanships just happened. I don't know how that. I think they were like, 
we said we would ship anything. Like, if they were reading our Tumblr post, <laughs> we would be like, everybody should date each other. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> that thing is that everyone always wants people to get together. Uh, what we were, I don't know, what we're like, I'm trying to think of storylines so... We always thought Piper should have been there longer because we were I like, I would have been there longer. I love her. It's great, Nikita. I enjoyed her presence. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't really remember much. I remember more about the week that Nikita, or the week or two that Nikita was around, than I do about the storyline <laughs> that happened at the time. <laughs> I mean, she, she like pretended to be Patricia accidentally because oh, Eddie. Yeah. She flirted with Alfie. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you know what? I, th- I really like those because I do think those are really nice, like genuine scenes we got to have. Um, I really like. Working. I was literally like, "Who's Piper?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Mick wasn't around when she was there. No, that was season two, I think. Yeah, that yeah, was, was later. Season. Yeah, we had the whole dodgeball thing. That was fun. I just like. I loved. You know, I. <laughs> I don't know if I'm answering oh, questions. Okay. Thinking about stuff That's I love doing. It's because I haven't thought about it in a while. It's really nice to think mm-hmm. about like all the different stuff we got to do. Like when I got to climb a chimney, I got to go to like a climbing place for a day. That was. Fun. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if this is a hot take, but how do you think it would have been if Mick was in Sabuna? Oh, that's a Bobby question. Oh, I was going to say Mick left before they did a dodgeball episode. That's rude because Mick would have won dodgeball. Yeah, the one time. <laughs> the one time we needed Mick. I would, have, I would have been good at something. And, you know. They couldn't have that. No. We couldn't, they couldn't have had both Mick and Eddie because Trudy's poor kitchen would not have been able to keep up. Well, do you know, because so, I feel like the whole Mick eating loads of stuff, that was like his thing for season one. And then when Bob left, that became my thing. Yeah. And I, and I had to eat loads. And then, you know, it's not for eating loads on TV. And I, I find it really difficult to watch people eat on TV now, because if you're, if you're, I had like a scene where I shoved like a whole cake in my mouth. And I'm, I have to do that like 20 times in a row um, for different takes. So at first you're like, oh, cool cake. And then by the end, you're like, okay, bring the big bin, like sick bag. Sorry, going on a tangent. So yeah, then Alfie took it, then Eddie took it. There was always, they always made sure that there was someone who would just, just like the person who eats a lot. The Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> I feel like Mick was Joey Tribbiani, but yeah. Yeah. younger. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, he, I, he, I, what would he have brought to Sabuna? Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean... We could have used him in the tunnels. Probably. <laughs> I just love how he was just entirely oblivious of this whole thing. He's never involved... Like at all, and then just leaves. Yeah. Bless him. Mick has no idea any of this happens. So, how is that for you then, Bobby? Like being like shooting the episodes. Like, were you aware of the mystery plot, or did you have to be like, "What's going on now with Sabuna? Like, what are they doing?" Um. Oh no. I mean, I had the scripts. Like, I could. I, I knew obviously as Bobby. I knew that was happening. But then I just Mick. Just I don't know. He's just <laughs> off doing his own thing, flirting with teachers, but not really. <laughs> That's what, I love the idea of like someone going out to Mick in Australia and be like, so what was your time at school like? He's like, wow, it was scandalous. And in Mick's head, it's scandalous because of the whole like stuff with the teacher and like breaking up with his girlfriend. When actually there's this like massive Egyptian mystery thing, there's no perspective. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. So we make a lot of not the main character jokes just about the extras because like they don't get to do anything. Whenever there's anything big at the school, it's the Anubis house. They're the ones in the plays. They're the one winning the dodgeball tournaments. And I... Yeah. Was it last week's episode or the week before? I made I a know. I made a mix not the main character joke. It felt <laughs> we so like, bad. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. <laughs> you don't need to feel bad. <laughs> You're a secondary character, and that's okay. Yeah, but I, do you know what? I'm happy with that, and I think I think 
that's why, you know, 10 years later, everyone will be, all the kids have probably grown up. They'll be traumatized adults for this crazy stuff that happened to them. Mick's probably fine. <laughs> You're that's right. You're right. Mick was vibing. No one tried to kill yeah, and Mick is one of my favorite characters, so yeah. Oh, cheers. I appreciate that. He's mine too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I also like Mick. We, we all just need to appreciate I'm Mick. also aware of Mick. If anything, Mick doesn't get enough appreciation, I think, you know, I think he should get a spin off, just like Joey did on Friends. He should have Mick. It's, you know, it's, very, it's like Cobra Kai. Has anyone seen Cobra Kai? Not yet, I need to. No. Oh, Cobra Kai is amazing, but it focuses on, um, oh, I can't remember the character's name now. But the guy who is the bad guy in Karate Kid, and it kind of takes, and Mick could have his spin off be around him and his complete lack of trauma, meeting all these absolute traumatized old school friends at reunions and guiding them through their lives. <laughs> oh, I'm, man, what if Mick's a life coach? Cool. <laughs> He's a life coach, yeah. Ah, oh, I'm buzzing about that. <laughs> <laughs> Get right in. So, yeah, just to go back, sorry, I know you asked this question about set ages ago, but the different, you know, the tunnels in season two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were by far the most amazing set like ever just because they there was only one tunnel there was one space where there was a tunnel oh, wow. and it just we'd walk into set and it would just be different every single time like massively different they'd just completely change it up and i can't remember how many different ones there were but you'd walk on and, and it would just be a new experience every single time in the same place that was amazing that's a real testament to like the set designers and props team and that show so that's why we never saw them go back through the old tasks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just didn't want to put the set back together. Now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have even guessed though. They did. That's awesome. I would have assumed they were different. Yeah. That's really cool. Space over. So any reshoots they needed were just like, nope. <laughs> like too late. It's done. It's done with. <laughs> Anyone in the cast that you wish you'd worked with more? It's funny. Berkeley. I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I never worked, but never worked with Berkeley. Nick and Eddie would have been too powerful <laughs> together. Bob and Berkeley so powerful. close as well. That is yeah. our other pod running joke, it seems to be. <laughs> yeah. Because and I think that just becomes because Nick is like one of Brenda's favorite and Eddie's one of mine. So I'm just like, our faves never got to interact. <laughs> yeah, no, never. It makes you feel better. They interacted all the time offset. Yeah, me and Berkeley. Oh, God. I, I haven't seen him in ages, obviously. He, well, he lives in Canada and stuff. But I, yeah, he's, I love that man. He's class. I got to see him. You've seen him recently. Him, well, well I, I said recently. It was two years ago now. Well, year and a half ago um i was shooting in canada and um i was supposed to be there for i think a day or so and i wanted to like extend so i stayed for longer and stay with berkeley for a bit I'm like, but i hadn't seen him in ages it was great and we're still just like as close as ever you know? he's such a good dude yeah he's an amazing guy that's nice it is really cool that you guys are all still friends 10 years later yeah it's funny i mean like talking about people we didn't work with i think i like tazy and i'm like really close with tazy i just got with her last uh, week or two ago um and in my head, I'm like, I don't think Alfie and Mara like did many scenes together at all. So. But I feel like I saw Tazy like all the time. So I'm not really sure how that happened. I remember you guys had that whole like Talix running joke on social media. Oh, yeah, yeah that, like yeah. it's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when we did the cover of um, that FK Twig song and the relapse. Not cover, it's my our own song, but like, um, <laughs> yeah, we had Talix come up at the bottom. That's <laughs> how we covered our track. Yeah, the Talix thing. Still occasionally say that. It's weird because I, I obviously, me and Louisa have a weird relationship because obviously I, Mick had left Anubis by this point. And then I did Wolf Blood with Louisa and then she got cast on Anubis and it was so strange because so we've never done anything. We, we're linked by these two shows, but obviously didn't do Anubis together, which is just really strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. 
Because I'd never worked with, like, with, as, like, with Willow. And she was in she in season three, I think, which I wasn't in at yeah. all. So yeah, that, I find, that that is really odd, I think. Because you guys, we're all close as well. I remember we, me, Bob and Eugene had gone to Amsterdam on holiday. I think I was like, when did we go? It was before season three. So it was like end of season two, like in that year. And I think we'd gone for like three days. And then on like the second day, I heard that they were doing um, auditions for Willow's character. And they were like, oh, do you want to come along to the auditions? And I was like, oh, that'd be great. But I had to fly, I had to like, get my own flight, obviously, like fly back from Amsterdam to London. And then I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just do a return flight and then I can enjoy like the last evening of Amsterdam when I get back, which is a terrible financial decision looking back. <laughs> um, but such is life. Um, but I feel, and the weird thing is, I'd actually been on the Wolfblood set um, earlier that year. So I'd met like everyone on Wolfblood apart from Lou, who just happened to not be working that week that I was there. And so I met her in this audition. I didn't know who she was, but then she was like, oh, I know you. So, oh my God, I know you as well. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, she's, and she was amazing. It was a great audition and really wanted to work with her. Um, and then I got back to Amsterdam, uh, I think like 10 p.m. or something. And we were leaving the next day. And I literally met these guys in a bar and they were like, and we're going home. We're, we're kind of done for the night. And I was like, cool. <laughs> that was fun. Just got on a flight to get all the way here. Thanks, guys. Is that what happened? I can't hear. Yeah, man. I remember it very well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was. I remember that was an enjoyable three days. I remember you leaving. That was a three days. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting back and you were in a bar and it was just like, well, that's the night. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I can't remember if we actually we actually did end up going to bed at that point or whether we actually did stay out for a bit more. I can't remember now. We've been other places. Since I mean, me and Alex have had many all sorts of adventures. Well, because Alex and I have li- lived together for three years. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um yeah. I've only recently um moved I've moved in because of the lock- lockdown and stuff, I've ended up moving in with my girlfriend. But Alex and I have yeah, lived together for three years, which is crazy to think we met on the show ten years ago. And I've I lived think that's together. the fun thing about this. For the people we still see, like it's I don't I don't really think like, oh, it's probably my house with an Uber's friend or like even Taisy or Lou. Like I just think that's uh-huh. my mates from well the other crazy stuff we did two or three years ago. Yeah. I love that. Like when I was doing um, I was filming Get Shorty, I'd Stayed with Taisy for like three months, two two months, two or three months in 2018. Chilled, watched a load of Boy Meets World every day. <laughs> that was fun. That's so fun. That's how I'm like. That's how we are with each other now. It's like, oh, technically yeah. we met each other through. I mean, I guess now we have a house and news podcast, <laughs> but like we've been friends for like <laughs> ten years, and just recently we're like, oh yeah, because of house and <laughs> Yeah, I think that's really nice as well because then you kind of like you. It's not like there's this one thing like holding you together. It's like, oh, we're actually like friends for all like, these various reasons, but that just happened to be the thing that brought us together. Yeah. I just think we should clarify. So the reason this podcast, I don't use Snapchat or I didn't use Snapchat. And to because I work retail and my job shut down for two months in March. And I, to connect to my coworkers, it was easy to do it on Snapchat. And I remember I was scrolling through my stories at this point and I didn't really talk to Brenna in a few years. We were still friends, like social media friends, but we weren't really like talking. And she was like, I'm re-watching House of Anubis. And I like straight up slid into her DMs like, guess what I just did? <laughs> and now we're here on a podcast. Yeah, because I rewatched it. I was I got put to working from home. So I was like sitting on the couch, like trying to work, half working, half like re-watching House of Anubis. So <laughs> it was fun times. <laughs> and I think maybe exactly the same time, I was like, oh my God, we should watch House of Anubis. And I got my girlfriend to watch it. And then we watched one episode and never watched it again. <laughs> I wanted to keep watching it. it is, I guess it just wasn't her show. <laughs> I'm mowing her on here, forever on to here. I don't even know if I've seen all of season one, if I'm being honest. I don't think, like, I'm not sure I've seen all of it. I can't think of, there were so many episodes. Yeah, it's a lot. Is it 60? Something? 
No, more than that. That was. Well, it depends if you go by half-hour episodes or 15-minute episodes, but I think we did 30... No, I can't remember now. I can't remember if it's 60, 15 minutes. Yeah, I think season two was like 45. Yeah. Season two was basically one and a half times season Season two was 44 30-minute episodes, so it would have been about 80-something 15-minute ones. I know season two and season three episodes. I know season two was really long. Yeah. We filmed first, so season one we did three months, season two and three we did six months each. And how did you guys go about filming? Did you film in episode order where things like scrambled? So it would be like block by block and we'd do, so say take season two, I think we did blocks of 10 episodes um, and we'd do just scenes from those 10 episodes kind of jumbled up and whenever it was convenient to do them, which can be very confusing with the amount of like plot turns and twists in a show like this. Because I remember I think in season two, Bob, who was it? No, because when did Anna leave in season two? When did Anna leave? Season three. three. Oh, no, I'm thinking season three. Mm-hmm. No, Anna left. No, because season two was shot in order. Season three, I think we did block three or two first, and then we went back to block one. So we worked with kind of, um, Lou straight away, who I think came in later. And then Anna came in. Oh, Anna filmed her leaving bits like afterwards, I think. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Um, so we had filmed to feel like do this whole bit of filming and then go back and redo it. Yeah, it was a very confusing schedule, a lot of things. And, you know, with the execs changing stuff and coming up with ideas and a lot of stuff would change last minute. I remember speaking to um, uh, one of the writers talking about how, like, you know, they'd be writing at, like, 4 a.m. because decisions were being made and they had to kind of write scenes very quickly and all that kind of thing. It was mad. I, I do remember there was one time getting to set and it's like, cool, here's this scene. And we're like, we don't know what's happening, but, you know, the general vibe is you're looking for an, uh, an object. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Look around and mumble stuff. <laughs> I, I wish I could find that scene because I have no idea which one it was now. That's something Brad had mentioned. Like, you would, they like, write and film in 10 episode blocks so stuff would, like, change yeah. last minute. So, like, is that something, like, you saw with your character or? It wasn't so much character stuff. I remember in season one, we shot like the first week and then we had to redo the whole thing because, or redo all hallway scenes because they wanted to paint the lockers blue. Oh, interesting. So the, like the entire, the entire first bit was just redone. There's some, uh, somewhere out there, there was a gray locker version of House of Anubis. <laughs> the first we had to do. Uh, the deleted scenes we never got. The bloopers we never got. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? We had to like, totally you said it and I was like, oh my, yeah. Yeah, man. That was mad. <sighs> God. Did you guys get to keep any props from set? Um, I guess the question is, did we successfully steal any props from set? <laughs> um, like for legal reasons, this is a joke. I, can't <laughs> <do that. laughs> I don't know if we did. I can't, I'm trying to think. I really wanted to cut the, keep the cardboard cutout of me. Yeah, you should have. You should have um, should have got that, man. Wait, there's a cardboard cutout. There was the me dressed as a dog. <laughs> cardboard cutout of me. I, I don't think I have anything. You could. You should have just stolen Mick's only shirt in season two. It's oh just that God. red polo. The red, <laughs> the only thing he wears in season two. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I could, uh, that red polo, and I remember the blue vest. There was a blue vest at one point. That's about all the costumes. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish I should have taken the school uniform. Yeah. No. I think anything. Well, I did do actually. You got the tie. I have the the tie. No. I did, we didn't get to keep anything. What they did. I remember one time they like when they wanted to get rid of clothes, they sell them to us for like a really cheap price. But I think in general, the budget was quite tight. And so they would just hold onto things when they needed to. Um, and also I think there was talk of season four, so they wanted to hold on to a lot of stuff and then it didn't happen and blah, blah, blah. Um, but at one point um, for Christmas, I think around season one or two, I think it was season one, it was season one, I asked my parents for, um, the sh- for Alfie's shoes. 
because I didn't actually have the shoes from set, but I wanted to, and I, I feel bad because I got them. And I've literally never worn them, but I do. Give me a second. <laughs> I know. I just realized no one, this is a podcast and no one can see this. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just, you, can, you can imagine it. But I do have Alfie's shoes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I've never worn, but these are Alfie's season. I love that. These are Alfie's season one shoes. Not the actual ones, but, but they the look ones the same. My bought me as a reminder. They're the same. Look at oh, them, man. I also feel like these are not hard. To, these are not easy to find as well. I guess that's the only thing I have. I, have, I mean, we have loads of like you know uh, actual like, we have like like stuff that uh, goodbye letters and stuff that people wrote for us and all that kind of like actual tickets to stuff we did when we were in Liverpool. Oh, that's awesome. I have a whole box of stuff actually. But Al's good at stuff like that. Al's good at nostalgia. I don't yeah. know. Good at it's the right phrase, but Al, Al <laughs> obsessed with it. Yeah, loves a bit. Of I used to get back. a lot more. It would, I, mean, I used to be like the House of Anubis historian at the time. I think people would like, whenever one wants to know anything about the show, they'd just come to me and I'd be like, oh, you know this. Whereas now I've forgotten it all. Which is... yeah, it's, been, it's been a while, so. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, only been a decade, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what props I would have wanted, though. Apart from the... Cover. I feel like all the like Egypt, Sabuna, Clue stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. Cup of ink yeah. and all that. I don't know what you do with that, though. Like, this is my cup of ink just like hanging out in my bedroom. Like... <laughs> Keep it, keep it under the stage yeah. or whatever. The, <laughs> um, is that where it was found or where it was left to, as a safe? That's where Nina left it. It's just under the stage, isn't it? We didn't really yeah, understand yeah. the logistics of you know, that. No, no one looks under the stage. <laughs> no one will ever find it. How did Nina get it under the stage during prom when everyone was in there? That's a very good point. She would have just broken in with a hairpin because she knows how to do that. Of course. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You put the locket against a convenient locket buzzing thing. <laughs> put it RFID or whatever. Just open the thing. <laughs> open the doohickey. That's one thing I never really understood is like the geography of the school and the house and Same. where was it all and how close was it? Because sometimes they were kind of like, let's just nip to the school. And it's like, what? Okay. <laughs> and they're just there. In my head, it was always like in real life when we did the external scenes, it was on the other side of Anubis' house. You'd walk out of the house, go down this like stone path, and then it'd be. The schools on the other side, which then begs the question: Where are the other houses? Which were not established um, until the dodgeball scene. <laughs> Again, they're not the main characters. It doesn't matter. They're just there. Exactly. I want to oh, know damn. the life story of a random student at the school that doesn't live in a newest house, who just lives their life, <laughs> going to class, and these wondering why these kids, kids are, are always showing up late to class. What series was um, the dodgeball? Season Two or three? three. Season three. Season three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I remember if it was, was two, um, they would have had to like fly Mick back from Australia to, to yeah. participate. Could you see that would have been a great in season three? That yeah, been so fun. Like special guests, that would have been sick. Like, like we need help. Uh, oh, no. I'm here, guys, and I brought me balls. Mick's <laughs> 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 Australian now. He's gonna. <laughs> it's been a year. Suddenly his accent's changed already. That's it. I remember when we did. This is what I, this is how, I think this is the thing. When normal people remember like the dodgeball thing, they'll think of the actual dodgeball we shot. When I remember it, I remember Freddie Both, uh, who played. Um, I don't even remember his character's name. Dodgeball guy on it. You know the, the like lethal dodgeball guy on the other team. Ben. Um, oh, is that Ben? Ben. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Freddie loved Giles, Freddie. but that's the ping pong guy. No, Giles Ollie Biles. So, Giles Ollie Biles. I never realized Giles that. Giles Ollie Biles. <laughs> Yeah. Ollie Biles is like one of my best friends. I, sp- I literally Skyped him um, what, last week. No, a few days ago. We catch up all the time. We're incredibly close. Um, 
but yeah, Giles, Freddie, both. Um, well, I haven't spoken to in ages. I don't. Um, we never kind of saw each other after the show. But he, I think it was one night after he'd finished filming, he like crashed on my couch or something because we were like hanging out. And I say this, hey, anyway, we got quite drunk, and um, we were like on um, Amazon. And it was a time when everyone was buying like remote control helicopters on set, and it became like a thing. Um, <laughs> and I, I found this like three hundred pound like drone thing i was like oh my god i could buy this drone and then oh, he was like oh i don't know i think you should really buy the drone i was like oh but there's such a waste of money like 300 pounds that's like a lot and he's like okay well yeah and then he's like no no do it it's a great idea and i did it as soon as i put it through he was like i cannot believe you just did that and i was like oh <laughs> so what i remember is freddie tricking me into buying the most ridiculous purchase Wait, what did you do with it what happened to the drone he crashed it into claire's car <laughs> oh for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I don't know if Claire knows I crashed into a car, <laughs> but it like broke. It had like this um, styrofoam outside bit, and it like snapped. It's still in my parents' attic. I have no idea. It like it basically lost all its resale value immediately. So, yeah. See what happens when Bobby's not around. People get silly. <laughs> <laughs> that thing would have broken so much quicker if you were. Around. I know. <laughs> I'm a lot Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man. Do you guys want to talk about some of the projects you're working on now? Yeah. Bob, me, do you want to go first? You can go first if you want. Yeah. Um, So I've just done um, the Get Shorty season three, which is really fun. I'm finally actually going to... And Get Shorty is a show. It's amazing. Like, I don't have a huge part in it, but like I've I've been in it for a couple of seasons and it's amazing people and it does not get enough credit. If you want to start a new TV show and watch it, watch Get Shorty. It's um, Chris O'Dowd, who's hilarious. Ray Romano is brilliant. Like, the entire cast is amazing. It's got a very kind of Breaking Bad-esque feel, but it's a comedy and it's set in Hollywood. Uh, and it's so well made. Um, so if you get a chance, watch that. What network is it on? Or streaming service or whatever? It's on Epics in the US. Uh, okay. I think it's now on Netflix as well. And in the UK, oh, awesome. it's on Now TV, um, which I need to now get because... Um, trying to force my girlfriend to watch it um i mean she's watching it out of her own volition she, she <laughs> um and harlots um harlots which aired on bbc2 in I think it was october last year um which is season three um again great people um love working on that um but right now um i'm finally uh, about to launch my first ep which um i'm very excited about the illusion of perfect comes out on my birthday february 13th 2021 Yay. Um, Happy birthday. thank you so everyone please immediately go to Spotify. <laughs> we're probably already on spotify so yes whatever you're listening to this on, right as soon as you finish <laughs> the illusion of perfect alex sawyer please check it out i've released a few of the songs already there's a couple on there that you haven't heard yet um i'm just really happy with it i'm happy to finally put it out and have people be able to listen to it. i wanted to do so much more for it in terms of like i've been releasing them steadily and like doing videos as well which have been so like so many people have helped me out with these videos and managed to achieve some stuff i'm really happy with um unfortunately then the pandemic came and i couldn't shoot the video for the new one but as soon as we get the opportunity there are no rules we'll just um shoot it then um but yeah the illusion Super exciting. we love what you came out with so far so excited to listen thank you very much thank you it means a lot yeah i think no you go have and live <laughs> like lived with alex and seen him not have an ep to as in from having like nothing to where he is now like he has put in so much work and i mean he know like he's super talented he's sick and just to see it actually 
I mean, finally be released is amazing. So, Al, you should be yeah. proud of yourself, man. Thank Props. you, man. And everyone should go listen because Al's sick. He makes amazing music. Um, I just wanted to get that out there because I'd witnessed the whole thing. I, mean, I don't know anything about music. He'd come oh, down yeah, and be I mean... like, I've been doing this in my room for 16 hours, Bob. I don't know what, it's, what it is anymore. And then he'd play me something. And I'm like, no, it's good. Or, no, it's rubbish. Do that differently. <laughs> no, yeah, I love that Bob would be the first person to hear it and would be giving great advice. So thank so, you very much. Al and I, one of our funny, like one of Pete, oh my God, Alex so and Bobby, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We had a conversation, yeah. right? And he was talking about the this um this part in one of his songs and the beats that go into it. And it's one of the things we've tried to explain this conversation to people and it doesn't make sense. So I don't know why I'm actually even doing it now, but it's just, <laughs> we were there and it was basically, we were having a conversation in numbers that did not make sense, but we both knew exactly what was happening. And it was just, the, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how basically, to explain it. It was on panic, and there's a bit. The chorus lasts for a certain number of bars, but it changes in the second chorus. And we had like a two-hour conversation, being like, "Okay, what if it goes eight bars, then sixteen, and then thirty-two? It's like, okay, we're eight, sixteen, sixteen, and then the Bobby like, wait, 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 sixteen, thirty-two, sixteen, eight, sixteen. Would you be like, what madness? Oh my god, let's do it. <laughs> and th- this, That's oh, this happened. conversation went on for so long, and it was, um, oh, that was so funny, man. Um, but anyway, to. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of you, man. I'm really Thank pleased you. that it's coming out. Um, uh, but it's been, it's been uh, fine. And I think it's like, you know, it's nice. Music-wise, it's, because it's something that is completely like organic from me, it, I really appreciate when, when like, people listen to it because it's, as much as I appreciate when people watch my acting, because that's like the main thing I do, obviously, like it's, I, it's not something that I've done everything for. Like I've, I've contributed to a wider project. Um, so obviously I love, you know, if people like it, but it's, this is really personal. So it's, if people could listen to it, it makes me feel really good. That's nice. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I've been uh, on Casualty, which is uh, like a, a medical drama in um, on BBC, which uh, the f- my first episode came out about a month ago. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it would have been about probably about six weeks ago when this eventually comes out. Um. And that's been super fun playing a paramedic. Like ch- shooting in COVID has been crazy. Um, just with the all the restrictions and I don't know. I think it's also you know representing like the NHS when they're in a, a crisis. Essentially, it's like it's been quite. It's been hard. I mean, I feel super grateful to have even ha- to to have had a job and to have been working. Um, and everyone's been so lovely. But um, to under to even get a glimpse of like what people are actually going through at work is astonishing and how i don't know people are pulling through at the moment kudos to them but that's been that's been really fun i play a guy called leon and he's uh <laughs> quite funny uh not the smartest guy in the world but he means he Mick. means really well <laughs> did you say dr Vic? yeah that's what he's doing he's come back to england and now he's a paramedic somehow um <laughs> And he's changed his name to Leon. That's it. That's, cool. that's on BBC, right? That's on, B- on BBC One, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll have to figure out how to watch that. Yeah. We used to, like, back in the day, we were like, we wanted to watch Wolf Blood, but it didn't air in the US. So we were all, like, as teenagers, like, illegally changing our, like, IP address <laughs> yeah. to the UK to try to watch Wolf Blood. I'll have to figure out how to do that again. I mean, <laughs> as someone who works on the, and has worked for the BBC, I can't endorse that, but I'm so proud of you. You do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it up. 
<laughs> Again, like for legal reasons, this is a joke. But... I was gonna say, I definitely <laughs> never joking. used the VPN to watch Wolf Law. No. A, v- a VPN? I don't know what that is. It sounds no, like I don't know what we we were like sixteen doing this. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do that today. But at sixteen, we were very Probably dedicated to watching Wolf Blood. So we if you like, ever want a good VPN recommendation, just watch any YouTube video that's longer than ten minutes, and there will be an advert <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Oh, yeah. you sure, what VPN right. is and how it works. Uh, I would pay for it. White, now, white, right. <laughs> I think that's something I find really interesting about like TV in general. Is this like? Sorry, I'm sure I'm totally usurping Bob. <laughs> You're definitely talking about your life. Sorry. No, 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 done, man. So I think that's something I really, um, really appreciate about. Uh, oh, I find it interesting about um, TV and movies now, and, and the entertainment industry is the fact that you know people can just get VPNs and watch things, and obviously there are all sorts of legal boundaries and you know, releases are still kind of national releases even though realistically the internet and things that they're using as uh, platforms are international communities and i think there is this weird dichotomy between um oh you know well, let's release this in the uk at this point and then maybe like two weeks later, let's release this in the us and then it's like okay well you know everyone in the uk will have seen it by the time it comes out yeah. so yeah or us would see it by the time it comes out so how do you kind of account for that and i think as more stuff moves online i think that is an increasing kind of issue i think it's something that the entertainment industry is still kind of learning to deal with yeah it'll be interesting to see how that evolves in the future there's a lot of like weird moves being made like um quibi yeah that, that was interesting what was yeah, quibi? I, exactly exactly <laughs> it was like, like five minute videos or something it was the, the idea was that they'll be making content for um mobile devices which I guess, like, on paper seems like a good idea. It's like, you know, well, people use their mobile devices a lot for entertainment, so let's make content directly for mobile devices. But I think to anyone under a certain age, it never seemed like a good idea at all. I couldn't tell you why. That's, that's the one thing I do find interesting. I couldn't tell you why it didn't seem like a good idea, but it never sounded like it was going to work. Yeah, it just never took off. And I guess the internet is unpredictable. No one knows what's going to happen. So I yeah. trying to predict what would be a good business model for years from now is, you know, yeah, okay. for sure. But speaking of out. streaming services, if you want to watch Wolf Blood or a movie called Fox Trap that Alex was in, they are free on Tubi with ads. Oh, they are. T U B I. Yeah. I actually, I don't think I've seen Fox Trap since we went to the um, the premiere. I um, haven't finished it because I don't really like horror. Also, Clarissa died really <laughs> early in it, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. And I you're really want to see die too because you're like. <laughs> No spoilers. Don't let him tell us if he's died. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Um, that was that was an intense shoot. All right. So I guess before we end this, we mentioned this earlier, but we thought it would be fun to play a little game since it's Valentine's Day. So we play this game called Ship It or Rip It a lot, but we thought we'd um, do a twist with your characters for Mick and Alfie. So I have this cup with all the Anubis residents written down in it. So what I'll do is I'll pull a character, and we can decide if we would ship them more with Mick or with Alfie. Sweet. Sweet. And no rules, so like sexuality is thrown out the window. We'll just whoever we think would work. So <laughs> see nice. if we get some weird combinations here. Victor. Victor. Please, Victor. <laughs> I don't have any adults in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I should have. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, okay. First one I have is Mara. Meg. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Mick, but she did do him dirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Mick can ever come up again. Yeah, Mick, Mick, Mick doesn't want to, you know, he's, he's been there, done that. 
I think Mara would find Alfie incredibly tedious. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Alfie would use her as like, okay, science, right? Okay, cool. So, you know, like, here's a load of stuff that sounds scientific but isn't. Let's talk about <laughs> that. And she's like, well, that's, that's not real. We talk. I would be forcing the conversation. I mean, not me, Alfie. <laughs> Separate those. Alfie would be forcing the conversation about aliens and she'd be like, okay, well, here's why this doesn't work. And he'd be like, yes, but why aliens. does it? Yes, but aliens. <laughs> but then you know, Mara and Mick. That's um. But they were young. They could, I guess. Yeah, like, maybe could they could Mick forgive her. Yeah, I think he has it in his heart to forgive. But she would have to. No, wait. To be fair, oh, she's okay. not. But wait, actually, now no, because if she's now got with Fabian as well, I need to. <laughs> Mick would need her to apologise for that. <laughs> I do think this is the interesting thing about watching TV shows is that it's very normalised, like moving around friend groups in terms of like yeah, hookups and it's yeah. it's something that in real life if it happens it's a bit like huh that's interesting yeah this person's like got with everyone yeah like you think that fabian wouldn't want to do that because nick is his friend but fabian's like they didn't think twice <laughs> didn't think about it again with jerome or with nick but yeah mara and fabian were the two no wait i was gonna say mara and fabian were the two characters that got around the most but jerome is right there no jerome yeah he had three people did he uh, well he was yeah, he... willow mara oh, willow, willow as well yeah because yeah, he yeah he was cheating on mara with willow yeah so it's willow mara joy oh, as willow mara joy yeah he fake dated yeah. patricia that one time one time um, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, no, that did. He got around, didn't he? I guess he did. He almost had to play Katie's love interest in a play. <laughs> yeah, that, that counts. We'll count that one, too. <laughs> that count? Nina leaned on his shoulder in the season two finale. Dorina. <laughs> I'm only saying this because I made an entire Dirt Rome video to the song Womanizer by Britney Spears, so I got all of these. Yeah. <laughs> here. Amazing. <gasps> All right, so I pulled another name. We have Eddie. Hmm. Mick. Is this where the- I was going to say Mick. I think Mick would be too powerful. <laughs> would be too powerful. See, I would, I would fight for this if you said Berkeley. I'd be like, I would like Berkeley, please. But unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think Alfie and Eddie had that much in common. I actually don't really remember no. like any kind of meaningful interaction between Alfie and Eddie. I think Alfie and Eddie both like to eat a lot. Okay. Yes, that's true. We just fight that's over the mix. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what episode it was, but they, they chest bumped once and I was... Oh, did they? Yeah! I, <laughs> I think I they like, chest bumped when Joy came back to life in the season two finale. I but... mean, I would too, since people were coming back to life. I'd be like, happy. Yeah, that's what you can do. I was, I was gonna say, one time, Patricia was like, Alfie, we have to do some Buddhist and you can't eat pancakes right now. And he was like, Eddie would understand. <laughs> Does that count? That was our unspoken bond. Was Eddie sporty? Was I don't think so. He just no. like food. I wouldn't say so. He just liked yeah. food. I guess he kind of had to be for the dodgeball thing, but he right. like, yeah, he got very football in that one episode. Oh, and he, he did made a lot of football jokes. Uh, I should say a lot. He made a few. Is Berkeley sporty? Or Berkeley's Jimmy. I don't know if he's actually sport into sports. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard Berkeley talk about. Sorry, Berkeley, if you listen to this and you're like obsessed <laughs> with sports, you've just never spoken about it. It would completely. He's there sat in his hat, scarf, jersey, <laughs> like with his little flag. <laughs> Heartbroken. It's gonna be like I was the junior national champion of soccer when I was like. <laughs> I was winning. Berkeley's a Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I remember him like like drumming and dancing and stuff. Um, 
He swam as well, didn't he? Did he swim? Yeah, makes sense. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry if you listen to this. We're sitting here like, who is this guy? (laughs) Okay, so then because Berkeley is sporty because he swam, we can pretend Eddie also swam and then we get him with Nick, who is also sporty. There we go. (laughs) Love that. They can train each other sweet the Olympics. Perfect. (laughs) All right, I'll pull one more. Uh, Patricia. Alfie and Patricia were were super close. They were very good friends. I was going to say, I like their friendship. I don't know if they would have liked to date Uh, each other. First of all, I think it's weird because he kind of, you know, something happened with her sister. So that, you know, can't really move from one to the other. We do have a theory that Patricia had a crush on Mick, so... I was literally about to say, I'm a Patricia had a crush on Mick truther and a Patricia had a crush on Mick truther only. Wait, what? When? How? Two episodes about it, you just weren't there. Too on tap here right now. Okay, but it was like it's like before like the show kicked off, and he it was like right before he and Amber started dating. Like she had a crush on him, but like it never went anywhere. Interesting. That's now counting. She makes all these comments about Mick whenever like Mara is <laughs> talking about him in season one that we're just kind of like. hmm. She calls him a heartbreaker, mm. even though he and Amber like he hadn't broken anyone's heart at that point. <laughs> she's like he's a heartbreaker we're like just assumed he's the type we, we gotta pull at least somebody for Alfie we said Mick for all of these people. okay <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I do agree that I do think Patricia and Alfie have a friendship and it would be a shame to ruin that yeah um, that'd be so just lump them in with Mick and it's <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to pull somebody with Alfie I think the thing with Alfie is though he's, he's quite he's quite undateable <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he's developed since then. But like, he he is he's quite undateable. I'd like it's probably quite tedious to be with for long periods of time. <laughs> okay, here I'll try one more. Maybe try the last one, one will be. Maybe it'll be like Willow. <laughs> it's got to be Willow. We can also pull Joy. Oh, I pulled Alfie, so that's Alfie. <laughs> there Alfie. you go. Yeah, Alfie and Alfie can hook up. Nina, I don't know if I would ship Nina would with either of them. Nina no. No. Nina no. back to America. Nina <laughs> <Neither> and Mick. <laughs> yeah, interesting. He, he did kiss her on the cheek that one time. Oh, yeah, in the play. Yeah. Was that in the play? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because I think they're such, like, they, they, you, I don't think anyone ever really thought about Nina and Mick. So it'd be kind of the couple that, like, something big would be happening. It'd open, like, a closet door and they're, like, hooking up in the closet and you'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, we didn't even perceive this. Wow. <laughs> and then no one ever thinks about oh it. <laughs> that's called payback for stealing Mara. That's the Mara Fabian payback. Oh, that's revenge on Mara. <laughs> like a revenge hookup. Ah. Maybe that's. But then it, that bad. But then Mick wouldn't be using people like that, would he? Then it means he's done oh. a bad thing. Then he can't be the counselor in the future for our spin off show. Yeah, that's it. He's got his, his arm around like Fabian. He's got his arm round and he's kind of like, oh, it's okay. Because you know what I could have done is gone to America and seen Nina, but I didn't. I forgive and I let go. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> Very boldly assuming that Nina would just get with him. Hey, I think Mick's... Nick should have picked up a Fabian in the closet. I also feel like in if closet, Nick rolled up Nina anywhere else, she'd be like, who is this man? And he'd be like, we went to a new <laughs> house together and she'd be like, <laughs> I fully endorse that theory. 
Uh, okay, here. We'll try one more. Maybe this will be for Alfie. Somebody for Alfie. Uh, Joy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we love Joy be forever. I think it has to be Joy and Alfie, I think, only because I think Joy would be, wouldn't hook up with Mick because she'd respect the fact that he was with Mara. But then she yeah. still she still got with Jerome after he was with Mara. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess those morals are gone. Um, it was Mara's hmm. fault, though. She's the one encouraging that. No, I do That's think Joy and Alfie had a good friendship, though. So I, I, could see I, I like the yeah. <laughs> Joy and Alfie were they were also a little flirty in season three. They were a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like no. <laughs> did we do? Because I don't know. I don't like because me and Clarissa are really good friends as well. So I'm like, I don't even remember any like Joy and Alfie. It was just you guys messing around in the background, and we were like, wow, Joy and Alfie would be great. <laughs> it was the episode Probably where she got, had her like did her makeover or whatever, and she came down the stairs, and Alfie's like jaw drop, and I was like, damn. But also because she's basing that on Amber, so he's just having Amber flashbacks. <laughs> Not to take away from Joy, who obviously looked beautiful. It's funny you say that because in the episode we just published, I was like, I think Alfie and Joy would work because Joy's a little bossy, and I think Alfie likes that. Oh yeah, no, fully. I, yeah. I, yeah, that's that. That's why he was into Amber. That's oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say that's why he was into Jerome because that's the same dynamic there. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, people ship Jerome them too. Well. So Alfie likes it a certain way. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for humoring us with that game. That was fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess before we go, do you guys want to let everyone know uh, where you can keep up with you? I guess, Bobby, you're not on social media, but Alex, do you want to plug your social media? You can essentially keep up with Bobby by keeping up with me and I'll just <laughs> let you know whenever Bob's doing anything. So I'll tell you where you can watch Casualty, when you should watch Casualty. Um, please do watch Casualty, by the way. I, I, I'm going to change his handle to Bobby Lockwood's number one fan. Oh I should God. do. Oh um, actually, there is Bobby Lockwood fan on Instagram who does kind of cover your everyday. Thing She's like. great. Shout out to Jasmine. Yeah, I'm on what my I'm Instagram Alex J Sawyer, Twitter AJ Sawyer, both of which I have not been using at all. Um, I mean, promote your EP, dude. I saw you. I'm doing an EP, <laughs> uh, but I will be using those to post about the EP. <laughs> uh, I'm also, I follow me on Spotify and you know, just follow, yeah, Spotify. I just need the Spotify followers. That's it. Type in Alex Sawyer, find the picture of me, click it. I think there's a follow button on Spotify. Listen to all the music over and over again, or just play. I don't know if this is legal. <laughs> play it, and then if you get sick of it, mute it. But just keep letting it play. The counts go up. That's all. That's all you need to do. That's it. <laughs> Put me on every playlist you have. No, that's it. Yeah. Alex J. Sawyer on Instagram, AJ Sawyer on Twitter. I will be posting a lot as the EP comes out. And that's it. And then you can, I'll tell you what, what Bob's up to as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. It feels weird at this point because, yeah, because I'm not on, I haven't been on social media for like two years now. Um, which, actually... which is a weird one. When... <laughs> it was like, I, I think this really speaks to the just kind of mind-numbing nature of social media, as well as the fact that it brings everyone together. I mean, you guys, like, get smart of the internet, which is great. Um, and I, I, I think it has, and it definitely a, a decade ago served a positive purpose in that way. And I think now it can often be a bit more negative. I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about? Social media? Bob. Oh, when Bob deleted his uh, Instagram. And I remember thinking, like, because Bob, you had, had, like, a load of followers. You had, like, 70,000 followers on Instagram. Something like that, I think. Yeah, and I was like, "No, don't keep it, sell it, <laughs> like do something, like don't just like." And you were like, "No, it doesn't mean anything." So you know, you don't want to maintain it. You don't have to have social media. Just, uh, I'm, I'm taking Mick's life coach advice. That's what he told me. He said, uh, <laughs> "It's not good for your head. 
get off it, Bob. And I was like, thanks, Mick. We chest bumped. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> if I didn't have an EP to promote, I wouldn't either. That's it. <laughs> It's been really nice to talk about Anubis again. It's been a while. It has been really fun. It's been really, yeah. really fun. Thank you guys again for agreeing to do this. We're so excited. No, no worries. Thanks for having us on. I could do this for ages. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys need help with how to, we can we can hook you up with all of our Thank tips you. and tricks. <laughs> we've we've talked about it a lot. Like we we did actually record one once when we were in the park in LA. I wasn't there. Weren't you? No. Were you not? No, I wasn't part. I wasn't there. I, I was. I, I was around for like loads of the talk about you guys wanting to record a thing. Um, oh. I wasn't really. I don't know. I'm. I sometimes I can be a bit like Mick. I can just. I'm there, but I'm not. I'm not really involved. <laughs> well, it's nice because everyone thinks you were there. It's a lot better than being like. I remember that time when it's like, oh, like I was there too. And it's like, oh, don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Make an impression. <laughs> I bring I bring you with me in spirit everywhere I go, so that's how I remember that. <laughs> if you guys ever want to come back on, you can maybe come. Uh, we usually recap like episode by episode. If you ever want to rewatch an episode, and oh nice, I need to pick like my favorite episode. And I'll jump on for that one. Yeah, you yeah, don't have to rewatch that whole show now. We could specifically do the one where you shove cake in your stuff your face with cake. I think that would be. Oh, incredible. let me know which one that is. I'm curious. I have no idea. I, can, I mean, that may have happened a lot as well. If you ever look at like just notes on like there's really funny stuff about the show. I think about it now like. Stuff like breakfast scenes, like, because you'd have to do, like, everyone's shot. I always think about, like, I don't know if anyone watched Community, and Community, mm-hmm. they had to sit around mm-hmm. that table, and you have to get everyone's shot, you have to get the cross shots. They take ages, scenes like that. So breakfast scenes would always be, like, and you'd always shoot, like, three of them in a row in, on, like, one day. You'd have, like, a day full of breakfast scenes where you just have to sort of pick up food, but you don't want to eat it, because if you eat it, you then have to eat it in the next take and continuously and forward. And then at the same time, the network wants you to eat because obviously they want people to be eating on TV. Like that's a healthy thing to promote, but like it's, there's a fine line for it's, it's a lot. Is this the reason we got so many only Sabuna at breakfast scenes? Less people? Yes, probably. Shorter scenes? <laughs> there was a t- I remember one time it was like after lunch, it was super in the beginning and I just didn't realize I ended up eating like five bowls of cereal, <sighs> just scoffing my face like, like a weirdo. Yeah. Fun times, fun times. Great times. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other interesting things that happened on set. No. I remember just the food fight and you just launching food at Jade. <laughs> that sounds like a thing. That must have been really happened. fun. That's quite early on, wasn't it? Food fight? That's like the first episode. That's, probably, that's one of my, that's just something I really remember. What did, is, what's uh, really funny, we got close really quickly as well. Who, you and I? No, just all of us. I mean, like, oh, yeah, you and I definitely as well. Um, like, like definitely for sure. Uh, sure <laughs> but like, I think like all of us did. Like after a week, we I, it felt like we were all very close. Yeah, that's awesome, and I think it shows too. I think that's yeah. part of the reason why the show, like everyone liked the show so much, because you could tell just all the relationships mm. with the characters. Everyone just got along so well. You can just kind of improv random things in the background. And, like, so everyone has. Their yeah, own how much did you guys get to improv? Dialogue-wise, nothing. We weren't really allowed to. I think it was one time where I said fantastic. Actually, that was in the script. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the way I said that, <laughs> I actually, no, I actually don't think we did get to improv anything that I think about it. Um, but I think that's the nature of kids' shows is that there's a lot of kind of control over script stuff like that. Um, but stuff that's in the background or you know, 
or, or like even like stuff we're doing i think we could we had a lot of freedom over as time got on because you know eventually it gets to the point where like you know your character really well um and i remember there was a one point where we had a scene where it was like alfie talking about his middle name and i was like this isn't alfie's middle name thank you very much like alfie's middle <laughs> name was actually established in um episode one uh, season one episode da, 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 as <laughs> marmaduke i think yeah 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 Alfie's middle name was Marmaduke. <laughs> Mate, what's the show? <laughs> That's crazy. I don't think I could have pulled that out of my brain, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, nope, I yeah. remember that. <laughs> this is not common knowledge. What is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was it, Mick? Campbell. What was Mick? Mick Campbell, Campbell, that was it. He was was it originally something Mick else? Costello or something. It was Costello. Yeah, I remember it being something, yeah. Mick Costello, then they changed it to Campbell. Yeah. Costello. He's really not a Costello. Blonde guy Messick is not a Costello. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Did, did Brad ever mention, I can't remember, I think if Brad ever told this story on his podcast, I briefly listened to it, and did he ever mention the Irish guys thing? About the, uh, <laughs> Bob, you remember the Irish guys? Yeah. Did you tell the story? You want me to tell the story? Well, so at the beginning, basically, they, um, because that was what was crazy because obviously Anubis started off as a Belgian show but then it was and it was technically still an American show even though it was based in England but they still were trying to like there was a lot of like sort of spinning plates and trying to keep um, a bunch of different people happy Uh, and the so obviously Brad is from the north of England he's from Cumbria he's quite northern I'm from Essex we have I guess quite strong accents um, probably more so then as well um and obviously and they're very different um but the one that some of the feedback that the show got they were like we love the irish boys but we can't understand them (laughs) 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 so we had to get like dialect coaches that was really strange actually because we had to get or i found it really difficult because they were like we want you to keep your accent but also tone it down and i'm like i don't know what that means and i was having to say like so i was just pronouncing stuff and i think my voice was just really Kind of a bit strange, and I was just there thinking, like, I don't know how I'm pronouncing words right now. It's There's that one line which is hilarious, and I can't remember what it is. It's like one of your first lines. Um, I got an A. It's like is your it, first I, line. I don't know. I just remember coming in with the Have football, you seen this show? popping it into the bin, <laughs> and and being like, Yes, that's what I remember. Yeah, I got an A. I got an A. Yeah, oh my god, you know, now I'm saying like but say, say it overpronounced the T and it'll I got an A. I can say it now, but I speak, I have a less of an accent now, I think, from, you know, being told that people can't understand me. I think as an actor, it's probably important that I, I'm understood. <laughs> not, but can, I, can I just, I know I don't need to say this, but I will say Bob is one of the best actors I've ever seen. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I feel this sudden need to praise you. I like the fact that we're reminiscing over our lives, but genuinely, man, you are sick. Oh, thanks, we do self nice I think you've you made me cry like three times, which is a record. Yes, we did. We did the tape. I was actually talking about it the other day, really strangely. Um, weird enough, it was my tape, like tape for Dunkirk, um, and Al did it with me, and then I was like crying because oh, sometimes you do a take and you think, oh, I feel like that was good, and we cut, and I was like, oh, it feels good, and then Al was like crying, and he was like, Bob, that's really great, and I was like, oh my god, because like I mean, I've had like doubts like um about like obviously we've suffered the having of Anubis and there's been a bunch of other things in my career that like has has not been the easiest um 
and definitely had doubts about like my ability and stuff. So hours definitely made me feel more confident and like helped me and made me want to push on. And yeah, it's been cool. I feel like we've supported each other a lot and we've learned. We've really we've grown up together basically, and yeah. it's cool, man. It's really nice to do this with you, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad we did. This is basically looking back, like we're very, I think we're different people. It's always about friendships. Like it's based on past like couple of years that were based on the last couple of years that are based on, you're not like the people you were before, but you kind of develop sim- uh, in parallel, which is really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. But thanks for saying that, man. That's not, that's not to hear. You didn't have to say that. And obviously you're great too. Obviously. You're really good. Thanks. Really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, nice. Yeah, good times. I've got. I'm, I'm blushing. People, can't, you can't see, but I am. I'm like, I don't know what to look. <laughs> and that's the chair. There's a big anyway. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I guess so. Any any last words before we end here? I'm so glad you guys like the show, and thank you for having us on. That's what I'd say. Go on now, sorry. Fun. I'm happy to talk about Anubis all the time. <laughs> um, not that I have in ages, um, but this has been really cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. So once again, huge shout out to Bobby and Alex for coming on the podcast. We had so much fun talking to them about the show. Don't forget, as soon as you're done listening to this, go stream Alex's new EP. It's called The Illusion of Perfect. And also, if you're in the UK, check out Bobby on Casualty. If you want to keep up with us on the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Anubis Podcast. Our Instagram is at Anubis Backwards Pod. Our TikTok is at Anubis Backwards Pod. And you can always send us an email, AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Sabuna. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone.